Hello, and welcome to a time-traveling episode of We Only Look Thin. I am one of your hosts. I am Donald Weigel, and I have lost about 100 pounds. And with me, as always, is... Catherine Weigel, your lovely assistant. Wait, what do they call it on Doctor Who? A A companion. Companion. Your lovely (laughs) companion. Your friend, Catherine Weigel. If anyone is the companion in this scenario, it's me. Oh, no, I (laughs) thought you were the You're clearly the doctor in this scenario. Oh, jeez. Well, we have talked about it before, but... Oh, wait, did I even say who I am? I'm no, Catherine I don't Weigel. think so. Yeah. Hi, I'm Catherine Weigel. I have lost about 140 pounds. Wow! I'm a Tiny Habits certified coach you and sure a are. companion <laughs> to uh, Donald Weigel. We're each other's companions. That sounds kind of gross. Yeah, I don't know. No one is steering the TARDIS or something. No. Anyway, but uh, but hi, we are here today uh, to talk about the, uh, the ghosts of uh, years gone by and the way it used to be. Yeah, indeed. We were uh, we were talking recently about uh, how it's been, you know, really we've been focusing on this for about six years, and I, I have wondered out loud whether that we had lost sight of who we used to be and the kind of people we used to be and whether it was getting harder and harder to remember who those people were. So we thought it would be fun. Fun, super fun to get into the wayback machine <laughs> to <laughs> there bring we up, go to bring I'm up another uh, yeah to get into the uh the time traveling delorean uh and uh you know revisit the people we used to be and oh. talk about some of the differences uh between then and now well and i think too part of it is now things seem so not fluid because it's still a struggle at times but i think we're just so used to the habits that are helpful that we we can get back on track quickly and we can do episodes and rattle off 20 different solutions. But we were not solution seekers seven years ago. Yeah. Uh, we were married, what, 18 years or so before we started managing our health goals? Yeah, we sure were. And, you know, we were well into our 40s. Well, I was well into my <laughs> 40s. Uh, Catherine was in her early 40s. And uh, before we really sort of turn things around. Hey, before we get really going, though, have we ever told the story about how we almost called this show Bigger on the Inside because of the TARDIS? Well, that was the origin story of the name of the podcast. I think we had mentioned it once, maybe, but we were trying to come up with a name. Okay, this is how it goes. You, You get the inside scoop. Yeah. We wanted to have a podcast name that was very easy to spell without any clever naming, which is really funny because every single episode title is some twist or whatever. Right. I wanted a single way to spell it, and I wanted to sort of talk about how we really feel like we're bigger on the inside. And so that's why I was thinking about the TARDIS, and the TARDIS is bigger on the inside than on the outside. Yeah, like we feel like we're masquerading as thin people. Like we we look like thin people, but on the inside, we are still the people who were 100, 150 pounds heavier than we are right now. Yeah, a couple of people people have uh, maybe misnamed the podcast when referring to it. Like, Oh, my goodness. Oh, we had hey, some, how's, yeah. how's We Don't Look Thin going? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we've had a couple of really good ones yesterday. People going like, they only think they're thin. Yeah. <laughs> stuff like that. It's good stuff. Yeah, Walt Fan Crystal sent me a message oh, hello, on Instagram. Crystal with a K. Yeah. Uh, that's, that's, that's really cool. That's hardcore. Uh, so she actually said, oh, that's mom's favorite podcast. 
us. We only think we're skinny. (laughs) 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 Which, you know, basically it gets the point across. Yeah, it's good stuff. uh, But thank you for that, Crystal with a K. Uh, This is Catherine with a C, definitely. But uh, anyway, so yeah, we were going to maybe TARDIS it, but Donald is more of the nerd than I am. Oh, come on. (laughs) What? This is outrageous. No, it's true. It's true. So anyway, so we only look thin is sort of a TARDIS nod. So that's how we sneak in the geek. Yeah. You know, you're always sneaking the geek. Sneak in the geek. That's also our new podcast about how you convert your wife into a nerd. Yeah. Well, I, anyway, I, I am actually wearing a, uh, a a ring, a fancy grown-up ring that actually is sort of representative of R2-D2. But yeah. it doesn't look like R2-D2 if yeah. you don't know it, but it is. So, And, uh, and it was a gift from yours truly. Yep, so I for- snuck a little Star Wars onto her finger. For Christmas. <laughs> so anyway. We, di- we digress. Uh, you might be asking yourself, why am I listening to their old lives? What does it have to do with me? And we're about to tell you. Yeah, so why don't you tell them? Oh, okay. Um, so we are very different from the people that we were six years ago, 10, 20 years ago. Yeah. And part of, you know, you, you might listen to an episode now and just be like, oh, it must be nice to be them, whatever. But we want to show you what we used to be like in hopes of maybe – helping you see some parallels to where you are right now. Where are you on the spectrum of change? And maybe even inspire you to make some changes because we were not inspirational people seven years ago. Yeah, like when we go through some of the things we used to do and like what a typical day looked like, and then at the same time, we would say to ourselves, why can't we, we lose, lose any weight? Why do we just this way. keep getting heavier and heavier? Like, what is going on? Oh, it must be my thyroid. You know, we would say things like that. And, you know, we were obviously fooling ourselves. And one of the things that has been key to achieving my goal weight and maintaining it has been really calling myself on my own lies. And I think it's important to recognize that in you. And then the other thing I want to point out is there were many times in my life, you know, I hit 35 and I thought, well, I guess all of the change that is going to happen in my life has already happened. Like, you know, this is the person I'm going to be for the rest of my life and there's no more room for growth. And I was in my mid 40s before I even started down this current path. I'm now 52 and am now healthier and happier than I've been at any other point. And it started in my mid 40s. So if I could turn it around after being this person I used to be, you can too. Yeah, definitely. So the way we're going to format this, I think it's a little loosey goosey. We're talking about our lives. So yeah. we're just going to kind of riff it as yeah. we do. But uh, we're going to talk about... You will go with the flow because that's the kind of person I'm Catherine so chill. is. Oh, I'm yeah. So chill. She just goes with the flow. Uh, grosses me <laughs> out to even think about it. So we're going to talk about each of our weekdays in the past, yeah. which were different we had different jobs. Then we're going to talk about our shared weekend experiences. And then we're going to talk a little bit about uh, what life was like once we became parents to an eight-year-old and now a 16-year-old, and then sort of what we do now. So this isn't going to be like a 19-part, you know, Ken Burns miniseries. We're just going to kind of go over the, the high-level stuff. But The Civil War of Baseball. <laughs> but, but, but also, too, it's so easy to forget what life was like back then, right. you know, because we're living in what we're doing right now. So so this might also be a good opportunity for you to stop and kind of lay out your day in the life. What does it look like right now? Because in a year from now, it could look very different. And having that resource to look back upon makes it much easier than just trying to brainstorm it like we are right now. 
Absolutely. All right. Why don't you uh, why don't you give us the typical day in the life of six or seven or eight years ago, Catherine? Okay. Well, I'm going back to 2002. Whoa. 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 This was pre-parenting. Did we have electricity back then? We I did. don't remember. We okay. did. And Pluto was a planet, just oh, like it yeah. is now. Yeah. Uh, I will die on this hill. Okay. So <laughs> back in the day, this was pre. This was I was in college and I was working full time. Also, we had been married for you know three or four years. Yeah. I would drag myself out of bed at about 7.30. I would sit up and it would probably take me about 10 minutes to actually get out of bed because yeah. my feet hurt yeah. this so is, badly. Uh, this is eerily similar to what I have written down as my day also. Okay, so uh, I'll go. I'll just go through this, this quickly. Sounds so good. I would get up, I would go uh, into the kitchen and eat a Cliff Bar while I was making coffee. I mean, like, yeah. first thing, not even brush my teeth, because it was a mint Cliff Bar. Oh, yeah. So that's kind of minty. It's yeah. kind of like brushing your teeth. Yeah, it's basically like tooth maintenance. Okay, so get up at 7.30, need to be at work by 8. But I knew I wasn't going to make it there, so I would stop at the coffee shop, get another coffee and a <laughs> croissant, and probably some donut holes, or go to McDonald's drive through or go and get bagels for the office. Yeah. Um, I would have a break room snack. I worked in there somewhere. I can't really remember. Right. I would throw out all the evidence when I parked. Uh, so if I had food, I wouldn't do it. Yeah. Uh, I would maybe have a break room snack at about 10.30, soda. I would go to Cheesecake Factory Mex or Mexican food for lunch almost every day. Yeah. And then maybe after work, also go out for drinks and apps, yeah. as they say. Uh, I would always get an afternoon dip in energy. And so I would need like a Coke and some sugar, probably a candy bar to kind of boost me up because I wanted to take a nap after lunch, but I couldn't. Right. Um, so I would get home. I would have maybe some wine and, and cheese maybe. I would find out what you wanted for takeout. We would get takeout. I might stop at 7-Eleven on the drive home and get ice cream so that we could share it. Um, always get maybe two entrees and an appetizer and maybe a third entree. Oh, yeah. If we wanted to share something like, oh, I want to just try that it out. That was pretty typical, actually. The the like, we each get our own entree and then a third one to share. And then a lot of times an appetizer also yeah, and on top of that. If we got pizza, we would each get a large. Oh, yeah. And then sometimes we would also get a vegetarian cheesesteak yeah. to split. Yeah, there was there was a particular place that had uh, when at, when we were both vegan, it had vegan pizza and a vegan cheesesteak. We would each get our own vegan pizza and split a vegan cheesesteak, or vice versa. We would each get our own yeah. vegan cheesesteak because and then it's vegan. It's so healthy. We're saving that, the just earth. Just the two of us. Um, so uh, then we would, I would sit. Maybe I would do some chores, but not many chores. Right. Again, this is pre kids. Uh, we would eat and sit basically, and usually watch two episodes of Seinfeld and go to bed at about 11 o'clock. 11 plus, yeah. 11, and then uh, get up and do it all again the next day. And I would be mad all the time that my boss would be mad that I showed up at like 8, 30, 9 o'clock uh, and not at my desired, you know, start time of 8 a.m. So I was always very annoyed with that. So what did, uh, so I'm guessing I actually did a little bit of math on this. I would say on a typical day I was eating, this was me at about 300 pounds. Yeah. Uh, that I was eating at least 4,000 calories a day, like average every day. Yeah, I think I was doing between four and 5,000 a day at this time. And and I think, you know, there's a lot of similarities between your day and mine, but I, I've worked on movies and television shows for basically my whole adult life. So I would uh, I would hit the snooze alarm at least once, um, and I would get ready with barely enough time to get to work. I would just be scrambling all the time. 
I would grab a bagel or donut. They always have like bagels or donuts in the office in the morning. Or if I was going to set, they have a a food truck there, essentially a catering truck that will make you essentially whatever you want, you know, to order. So I would get like a breakfast burrito or I would go through and graze through the, you know, buffet style breakfast stuff that they have there. Um, I need a mid morning snack. Then I would either order lunch from the office, you know, they would do, they do takeout every day, basically for the office people or on set, they have all you can eat, you know, buffet style catering, at least they did uh, pre COVID. And on top of this, I had a regular soda problem. Yeah, I would eat, eat, I would drink between six, I would say six was the low end during a day, six to 12, like regular sodas, like pretty much every day. Like Coca-Cola. Coca-Cola, Mountain Dew, like those were my go-tos. Yeah, like every day. Um, and then the other thing is, you know, there's there's craft service on set or there's, there's craft service in the kitchen, which are basically just snacks everywhere. And Essentially, anytime I would walk past the kitchen, I'd pop in and just grab a little something. You know, there'd be like a bag of like Hershey's minis or something. And I would, you know, eat like half a bag throughout the day because I was just, you know, grazing as I would walk by. Well, and you were working anywhere from like 12 to 15 hour days too, yeah. right? Yeah. So it was just, you know, constant grazing and eating. And then, you know, either order dinner with work or if i was home in time for dinner you know you and i would eat like a pound of spaghetti between the two of us or yeah. you know burgers with buns we'd share an entire bag of tater tots oh like, my gosh like you I know feel attacked. i would make this giant pan of like tofu chorizo or something and we would eat the whole thing or you know you described us ordering takeout all the time yeah. you know we did that three four five times a week um and a lot of nights we would go and get like a a pint each of Ben and Jerry's yeah. and and eat it and split it. And then a lot of times on top of that, I would go in the kitchen and secret eat an entire package of cheese. Yeah, he <laughs> like was big before, on the cheese part. Before bed. While, while I was making the scones that he wouldn't eat, he would be eating all the cheese. Yeah. And, you know, and then, like you said, we would stay up watching Seinfeld reruns till 11 p.m. plus and then just repeat the next day. Like that was like a typical weekday. And, and why couldn't I lose any weight? And on top of that, I didn't even think. To write this down till just now, I was sitting like it was a sport. Yeah. (laughs) Like I was aggressively trying not to get any movement in throughout the day for most of my adult life. Yeah. There'd be phases where I'd go on Atkins or or keto or whatever, and then we would go to the gym five days a week. We would, you know, but then more often than not, we were paying for a gym membership that we weren't using. Yeah. Or we'd buy some sort of you know, fitness workout thing and then not use it or whatever. So we did have bouts, but it was always, it was never a long-term, I want to be a fit person. It was, I want to lose some weight to fit into my clothes so that we can eat again. And we would do the whole thing of like, oh, hey, I spent 30 minutes on the treadmill this morning. Oh, Oh, I can eat extra food now today. Yeah, boy, got a, got a, you know, carbo load like the people in the Tour de France. wouldn't move the rest of the day. Yeah, carbo load because we were at the Tour de France. Exactly. Oh my gosh, it was ridiculous. Or like your good friend Michael Phelps in the pool. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Good old Phelpsy. So, uh, so then weekends were often, and I I think this is more of a shared experience for the most part. Yeah. uh, Definitely cocktails. Uh, more food, I think, than than drinking before. Well, and, you know, 
We were so well known at a local diner that we could ask ask for the usual when we came in yeah. for breakfast on the weekends. Like no joke. Like I had this dream when I was a kid that I would find a place like Cheers or whatever where I would go in and they would be like, "You want the usual?" and I'd be like, "Yeah." yeah. Um and that happened, but it turned out to be this local diner yeah, that where, we would go to. They knew exactly what I wanted to eat every week. Yeah, where I would so we would go maybe on a Saturday morning, we'd get up at maybe 10 or so. Yeah. Go to the diner. If I wanted the full breakfast with hash browns and toast, I would also get pancakes because I hate it. They didn't have a special that also had pancakes and I just wanted to try one. Exactly. So we would eat. We would maybe do some chores, maybe go to like Target or Costco. And that was like our big day out. Oh my goodness. Going to Target was exhausting. Going to Target or Costco, like that was exhausting. And then we'd have to come home and take a nap. Like no joke. I'm not, that's not a joke. Yeah. actually would have to come home and take a nap after breakfast and a target run yeah and so maybe we would do like a game night with friends or go see a movie and then we would get food out and then we might even get lunch out if we were after after target if oh, we yeah. were tired from that so that was maybe two to three takeout meals on a saturday Ugh. right uh and then sunday kind of repeat sleep in get some chores done. You know, and then you throw in on the weekend the cocktails, you already mentioned cocktails and the, you know, the movie theater snacks, the popcorn, yeah. the candy, all of that like on top of the normal, you know, normal in air quotes eating all of this, you know, takeout and uh um uh delivery food. Yeah, and you know, like Donald said, occasionally we would get into things of like, oh, we're going to take a 2-mile walk in the morning. And that would last for a couple of weeks maybe, and then or you know, it would rain and then we would stop or one of us would get sick. Oh yeah, I used to get sick every 6 weeks or so. I yeah. would have a cold. No, and this was it, before we it had certainly kids. felt like that like all the time. Um, and this was when I was 28, 29, 30. And I, and I remember Donald saying at the well, at 35, you're just tired all the time. That's just the way it is. And I, I thought that that's how it was. I just thought I was supposed to be tired all the time. Once I got as old as my mid thirties, <laughs> which now seems so young. Oh my gosh. So, uh, so speaking of young things, uh, we, uh, got a child i need a better delivery for that uh we've been parents for about eight years yeah we we essentially adopted a child when she was eight years old and this was about eight years ago yeah so when she arrived my weight loss plan was going to be i'll just be too tired to eat and i'm sure i'll lose weight because moms are active and it turned out it was just a whole nother opportunity for secret eating yeah i could eat her food scraps i could eat her food while I was making her lunch, making her dinner. Um, I could make food for her school. I was a good mom who would make cookies and eat half of the dough. So it was oh, just- Oh, yeah, you got to be a good mom. You got to like make cupcakes for her class. Oh, God, it's so many <laughs> cupcakes. so altruistic But her, but her birthday's in the summer. Well, yeah. I'm going to make her cupcakes for- St. Patrick's Day. Who cares? That's right. Uh, So that was just another added layer. I would also, and this is uh, without Donald because he was working a lot, was I would eat a nutritious, balanced meal with our daughter. Yeah. And then when she went to sleep, I would secret eat her leftovers. And then if Donald got home in time, I would eat another dinner with him that was Pretty much like carbs were the star of everything, like yeah. a whole pile of rice or pasta, and then maybe a little bit of protein on the side. But again, no boundaries. 
uh, all food all the time, very much sitting. And and we're introverts too. We yeah. forgot to mention that. Like we're not super outgoing people anyway. So it was a lot of sitting and a lot of eating. And I was doing a lot of that too at work where I was, you know, I would I would eat like a big salad for lunch and people would go like, I don't understand why you're not losing I'm, weight. You're you, like, I just, I only see you eat the big salad. And then they didn't see me doing all of the other eating that I was doing because I was, you know, trying to hide it from people. Yeah. Or the other thing is that people go like, oh, you're, that's a big salad. No, <laughs> yeah, are you going like, to eat you, all that? No matter yeah. what you do, you cannot win with other people's judgments. Yeah, it's but, very true. But I would eat snacks at work. I would eat candy at work like whatever was available whatever was free i was into it and we did that i mean we got married i was 22 21 something like that did that until age 41 yeah of just a cycle of like maybe a crash diet that i couldn't keep up with um by the end just before we started uh losing weight this last time i was drinking almost every night just to you know just a glass of wine to unwind you know just let my evening go where it may yeah exactly and i honestly at 41 felt like i was killing myself i mean it it was a I don't see how things get better from here. Just the way I felt, the exhaustion that I had. Donald was napping all the time. Yeah, I was. Oh, yeah, just, you haven't even was, talked about your. Uh, I was sleepy all the time. How did parenthood change you, Donald? Um, you know, I I think that I was sort of in denial about it for a while, and I think I sort of let you handle most of uh most of that because I just wasn't here a lot. So I think I did use it as an excuse to, like, get her a treat so that I could also have a treat. Um, but I don't think I was in the trenches with making the meals uh, in the same way that you were. No, you weren't. But it was a very stressful Oh, transition. yeah. No, I, I used it as a, like, well, I'm doing this, you know— really really good thing by raising <laughs> this child so i deserve to eat all the food and kill my health well and you had sort of gotten to the point too where you, you yeah know, there, were tired of the cycle yeah there was definitely a you know i would i would you know sort of half do these diets and half do these exercise plans and i had just gotten to a point where i decided i was going to give up and i was just going to let myself gain as much weight as whatever happened happened and um, and it did. Um, and I got to the heaviest weight of my adult life uh, where I was, you know, about 100 pounds heavier than I am right now. And then I, you know, went in for a routine checkup to my doctor and, you know, got the diabetes diagnosis. Longtime listeners of the show have heard this story a lot of times, but it was, you know, the eye opening ex experience of, hey, you're going to have serious health consequences from this. If you don't do something, you're going to lose a limb, you're going to go blind. And it was a real wake-up call to me that I had to make a change. Yeah, and, and conversely for me, I had started – or I decided I wanted to lose weight in January of 2016. And it was mostly just because I couldn't fit into my pants. And I know we've we've talked about that before. But, like, the only pair of pants I had I thought I was going to rip. And that was kind of my, okay, I need to – you know, I'm not setting a good example for our daughter. She would ask me anytime I had an opaque container of liquid she's like oh are you drinking champagne whether it was like coffee in the morning or whatever and I was like this is not a good look for me so yeah. that's sort of how I changed but you know in the last six years and we're not gonna you know go over every single step of the last six years but we're s sort of gonna jump ahead and 
show what we're doing now. And we did not get here overnight. This was a multi-year, multi-step process. This was done through trial and error. This was done through many, many smaller, baby, yeah. gentle steps along the way. But I think the the underlying point here is to illustrate, you know, how far we've come and how far you can come as well from where we were doing nothing and, you know, we were literally killing ourselves with food and lack of exercise and now have, you know, turned it around to a point where I I am on zero prescription medications right now. And I was on, you know, four or five, uh, even before the diabetes diagnosis, I was on other prescription medications and I'm now off of all of them. And I'm so much happier with my life and have so much more energy in my life. And it has nothing to do or virtually nothing to do, at least with how I look. It is all about how much better I feel and how much healthier I am and how much more active that I'm able to be. Yeah. So do you want to start with uh, our, our mornings are very similar, but why don't maybe you start with what your normal workday looks like now? Yeah. And it, you know, depending on my work schedule, we now get up at 4.30 in the morning, yep. which I know is not for everybody, but it really works for us. We It gives us an opportunity to have some time to be together, have a cup of coffee together, but also to get in some exercise. We, um, you know, when the weather's good or um, before early on, we would go on a lot of morning walks. Now we mostly use our rebounders, our little trampolines in the living room, and we catch up on the TV shows that we both like. But we can exercise in front of the TV and, you know, do that anywhere between 30 minutes and an hour and a half uh, yeah. in the morning, depending on when we have to get going. And then um, I will do my normal getting ready. Um, I spend about 20 to 30 minutes every morning on a work day now packing my lunch so that I'm not doing all of that getting bagels and eating all of that work food and stuff. Um, and look, it takes some work, but I know that it's what I have to do. And I know that it has made me much healthier and happier now than it used to be. Well, and two, when you're packing your lunch, you're basically packing almost the same thing every day, but you're also pre-tracking it, aren't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I pre-track everything in the morning. I pre-track up through um, my dinner usually in the morning, and that way I don't have to worry about it through the day. I try and, this is a little bit off tangent, but I try and in the morning when I'm freshest and when I'm of my best mind, I try and eliminate all of the barriers that I might have throughout the day. I, I try and make things easier. Like I used to sometimes I would take like a container of soup, like pre-made Trader Joe's soup to work. And then I would get to a point where it was time to eat it. And I just didn't, I know this sounds ridiculous, but I didn't feel like opening it and putting it into a bowl and going through that process. So I do that part in the morning. I put it in a glass container so that all I have to do is put it in the microwave and heat it. And it, you know, cut out all of those barriers. I pre-measure out my my fruit, my snacks, and all of that so that they're just, you know, I can just reach into a bag, pull it out, eat it. It's already tracked. I know it's fine. And I can just move on. It eliminates all of those barriers uh, in the morning beforehand. Yeah. And are you uh, are you enjoying uh, Coca-Cola at work anymore, Donald? No, no. I've now switched to uh, sparkling water and regular water, mostly sparkling water. Like those flavored sparkling waters like LaCroix La and Bubbly and, uh, and Waterloo and all of those things, they really sort of scratch that soda itch for me while being zero 
calorie and zero sweetener. They don't even have artificial sweeteners in them. I know not everybody likes those, but it really helps me out. I also drink a lot of unsweetened iced tea. Thankfully, I am uh, I like my iced tea and my coffee without sweetener in it um, and without any creamer in it. So um, I'm able to drink those as well for yeah. zero calories and instead you, of the sodas. Do you uh, do you enjoy work food, Donald? I do not. I have a policy now where. None of the food in the kitchen is food to me. I I just have decided that I'm not going to do it. I only eat what I bring. Occasionally, if I'm stuck super late, I might have something, but I have a rule that after uh, after dinner time, I don't eat any food at work that I don't consider real food. Like if I'm there super, super late and they bring in pizza or something like that, I will get that, but I will avoid like the churro truck or the yeah. ice cream truck or whatever treat they might they might be serving. And I follow my plan. I eat my, you know, 200 to 350 calorie lunch. Then I have, I, you know, I wait until 2 p.m. to even start eating because that's what works for me. I eat a 150-ish calorie snack about once an hour until dinner. Then I have about a 300 calorie dinner. And, and then I after dinner, I'll have like some cheese. I will throw on um, maybe a uh, you know a bag or two of of 100 calorie or 150 calorie chips, and maybe a 100 calorie candy bar or a kind bar or something like that, like before bedtime. And I stay within. I eat around 1900 to 2100 calories a day, uh, depending on the day, and and that you know is essentially my day. And then I'm in bed with lights out at 9.30. Yeah. And I know that's really a barrier for a lot of people, but it's what works for me. And I know that if I have those lights up by 9.30, I know I will wake up with plenty of energy to do it all again the next day. Yay, good job. Thank you. So our weekdays start out similarly. Uh, we both get up at 4.30, but Donald gets on the rebounder or does push-ups or planks almost immediately upon waking. Yeah. And I uh, have a policy of not doing anything until I have finished my first cup of coffee. So he will be doing all the working out things, and I will just drink coffee and maybe check in on Walt Place, W-O-L-T Place, our Facebook <laughs> accountability yeah. group. Check it um, out. And then I will rebound and watch Netflix with Donald until about 6.30, 6.45. So when he goes to get ready for work, I work from home and drive our daughter to school. So in the morning, I'll do a very short, maybe a five-minute yoga practice, and then anywhere from a seven-minute to 24-minute resistance training workout, uh, just all through Blogilates on YouTube yeah. or Yoga with Adrian. Uh, some mornings I don't get it done, but I don't obsess about it. It's not like I'm trying to get you know stickers on a calendar for it or anything like that. I just consider myself an active person. Right. So as much as I can fit in in the morning is great. I'll drive our daughter to school and I'll listen to uh, halfway there. I'll listen to something fun. And then on the way back, I'll listen to something educational or something having to do with Walt or growth mindset or something like that. Uh, get home and work. And I always have my Fitbit on. I'll try to get 250 steps an hour. I don't always do it. Oh, I'm a little obsessive about getting my 250 an hour. Yeah, it's I working alone at home. Sometimes I forget to stand up for a few hours. So it's, it's a little bit tough. But I try to, you know, get up and walk at lunchtime or I'll watch TV and rebound as part of lunch. Uh, I'll go get our daughter from after school. Um, I 
tend to eat earlier than Donald. I think I'm a little bit more fluid on that side because I work from home. I don't have to prepare things. But I typically have maybe two different breakfasts that I have, either a frozen breakfast sandwich or I'll make eggs or something like that if I want to dirty a dish. I maybe pick from two or three different lunches that are basically interchangeable. Yeah. And I have the same two or three different snacks. So it's not like the whole kitchen is available to me all the time. I have a policy of not eating any of Donald's treats or our daughter's treats. And I stick to mostly protein. I I, I don't do low carb, but I feel better when I don't eat carbs during the day. Yeah, I try to include protein through most of the day, uh, at least up until dinner. Yeah, and that can be yogurt, that can be deli meat, that can be eggs. Um, you know, it's not like I'm just eating clean, fresh perfect food all the time, but I tend to save more indulgent treats for after dinner or after dark. Um, but I'll, I'll usually eat about 800 to 900 calories up until six o'clock, maybe five o'clock. Yeah. And then I save the rest of my calories for dinner and dessert. That's funny. That's exactly, almost exactly what I do. Oh. I, I try and eat less than a thousand calories up until dinner time and then save the rest of my calories for dinner and uh, between dinner and bed. Yeah. And in, in the last few months or so, I've kind of done some additional adjusting where I've reduced the size of my dessert because I realized it was taking me over my calorie goal on many days. Ha ha ha. <laughs> so I, I, uh, I've cut it back to under 200 calories for dessert, but I'll typically pre-track it so that I know that it's there. Um, I try to prioritize protein and vegetables on most of my plate and have carbs as kind of the side, but I don't have, you know, I won't have half a pound of pasta, which is what I used to do with Donald. I might have a bit of pasta on the side, but it's never the show. And I never do that, like fill half of your plate with a, you know, measuring tape with vegetables and then a quarter of that. Right. Like, I'm not measuring out right. the portions, but typically Typically, carbs aren't the star. I also have a policy of not drinking alcohol on weekdays. Yeah, I do too. And I've even cut it back just again because I'm, you know, paying attention to what I'm doing. I'm uh, basically having it maybe on a Saturday night or a Sunday if I can work it into my plan. But I'm really trying to be mindful of it because it's not the alcohol that's the issue. It's the like, woohoo, party time. Let's eat bugles at your grandma's yeah, house. exactly. So we just try to moderate, or I try to moderate. Donald has a much easier time moderating chips and candy at home. I do not do a great job with that. So again, we've talked about it before of eating together, but eating differently. I have a policy of not having potato chips. I try not to have candy because I don't moderate it well, and he does. Um, so our typical day, again, I'm, I'm getting in steps, but I do my best when I get in most of my activity in the morning because the afternoon is much less predictable, especially with having our daughter and trying to manage her school schedule. Um, so that's kind of my work week. It's pretty boring. Yeah. Uh, you know, I'll run errands. I'll go grocery shopping multiple times a week. And I know I'm in a privileged position because I work for myself, um, but I'll, you know, get fresh vegetables during the week. I'll make things that are heat and serve and easy to make. I don't do a lot of like big meal cooking. Maybe yeah. I'll do that. No, me either. Two days a week, maybe I'll make something super from scratch. I, prob- I do it fewer than two days a week for sure. Maybe no days a week. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm almost entirely about the heat and serve. Although I, I will make myself like a tomato salad and, and things like that. But I'm all about the pre-chopped, like ready to go vegetables, the 
pre-chopped, ready to go fruit, like all of that kind of thing. Yeah. So as I'm finishing my night, uh, you know, I'm checking in on our accountability group multiple times a day, posting when I do my exercises, posting my weigh-ins, uh, posting, you know, and, and sharing with other Walt members. And then we have a, uh, a, a group decision of sort of the, a kitchen is closed check-in at 8 p.m. So not that there's anything magical about 8 p.m., but it's just kind of my announcement that I'm not going back into the kitchen to ferret around for more foods. So for me, that works. Uh, but again, only having sweets after dinner and in a small measured way. So my days right now when I'm in a weight loss mode are about 15 to 1600 calories. And when I'm maintaining, it's about 18 to 1900 calories. Uh, so that's a big, you know, I'm cutting it by over 50% from what I was doing uh, when I weighed twice as much. So it kind of all balances out, but uh, but I know it's boring. I hope you're not asleep right now, but yeah, we're in bed by 9, 9.30. <laughs> yeah, and I think one thing I forgot to mention was back when, you know, I know I said that, you know, I was sitting like it was a sport, but, you know, I probably got, when I first got a Fitbit and was counting steps, you know, it was it was like under 5,000 steps easy, you know, three 4,000 steps. I now have a 20,000 step a day goal, which I don't hit all the time, but it's what I aim for, and I do hit it more days than I don't. Yeah, I forgot. I, when I first got my Fitbit, I realized I was walking about 1500 steps because Donald works on a TV, TV shows and movies and is walking around. I got less than that. And now I'm averaging about 15 to 17,000 steps a day. Um, but you know, it took, it took time to, to get there. So what does, uh, what does a, an average weekend look like to us now? Well, the weekend I think is pretty similar with the getting up and the rebounding, et cetera. Uh, we obviously we podcast, uh, most weekends. So we are sitting while we're doing that, yeah, which is actually pretty tough. I, I don't have very many steps and it's almost noon right now. Yeah, exactly. Um, but I spend my, I spend a lot of my weekend planning my food choices for the week and really examining what we have in the kitchen, making sure that I have the right things, and then, you know, preparing things to pump up the, the volume. volume. Sorry, I didn't know you were going No, to that's fine. Um, I didn't warn you. Um, I I make sort of batches of, you know, sautéed mushrooms and onions. I'll prep some, you know, I buy these like already roasted peppers. I'll prep those. And I spend uh, time really thinking about like, okay, do I have, you know, Monday through Friday, Monday, I don't know where that came from. Monday through Friday, at least of enough, you know, food, do I have enough of my afternoon snacks? Do I have enough dinners? And then if I don't, I go to the store and I get them or I have food delivery or, or what have you. But a lot of the weekend is that. And then the food choices are very, very similar. Although I might add, you know, an alcoholic beverage, um, in the evening instead of one of my snacks or something yeah. like that, because it's a, it's a lot easier to do that at home. I obviously can't do it at work. Well, and- <laughs> Too. I mean, we are introverts and our daughter is not a sporto person, so we're not going off to soccer yeah. games or, you know, whatever practice. Yeah, like what we do is not going to work for everybody. Um, I think that we have uh, a particular lifestyle that works for us, but people who like going out and seeing people a lot who, you know, which that's not us are going to have, you know, have to do things a little differently. Well, and also like COVID is for the last two years, I don't think we've done very much at all in Los Angeles. So I know that's you know, that's informed our choices. But I think, you know, where we would prioritize food in the past, we now prioritize steps 
and planning and, you know, being a little bit proactive for the week ahead. Yeah. Uh, we prioritize, you know, if we do watch a movie, we'll rebound while we're watching it, or yeah. at least for part of it. And then save a, a cocktail or something. For yeah, afterwards. rather than sitting with a you know full bag of chips or a takeout meal between us to eat while the movie's going on, we'll actually get some exercise while it's happening. Yeah, and you know we try to walk places. We'll walk to the mall with our daughter. We'll walk to Rite Aid or Starbucks or something like that. We're pretty boring so hopefully you're not falling asleep but i think you know for me i skip my yoga and resistance training on the weekend and just focus on steps but we're podcasting and we're getting ready for the week we're still getting up probably by 6 a.m yeah oh yeah we do we days. do sleep sleep in all the way till 6 or 7 a.m on crazy. the weekend yeah but we're still in bed by 9 9 30 if yeah. anyone wants us to do something at 9 p.m it's probably not going to happen <laughs> yeah probably um, but now we're not you know going out for those indulgent meals we might plan for an indulgent meal once a month. Yeah, roughly. But we don't have, I mean, and I, I know we've talked about this before too. I don't have cheat days. There's no like hamburglar. Oh, this is <laughs> right. going to tank up. We basically eat the same kinds of foods. I still have the same two or three breakfasts, lunches, and then dinners. I might make a larger dinner, uh, you know, from scratch with our daughter. But other than that, like, I know there are still people out there who are like, oh, well, weekends are crap. I don't know what's going to happen. It's like, well, I just still have two or three breakfasts, two or three lunches, my go-to places that I go if we're eating out, and it's fine. And it's it's boring and it's predictable, but it feels so much better to not sleep all weekend because I'm exhausted and not, you know, just be so overwhelmed and angry because life is put upon me. We have much better boundaries now. We have systems in place that make it easy for us to stick to our goals. Yeah. And we also spend time each week kind of talking about what our priorities are and what our goals are and where we're struggling. Whereas before I wouldn't tell Donald if I was secret eating or yeah. overwhelmed. There was just a lot of, you know, uh, secrecy because we'd just be eating instead of talking. So uh, so we do a lot more introspection. Huh? And I know you said it was boring, but the exciting part for me is that I'm now really looking forward to the future. Yeah. And, and I now, like, I wake up on the weekend and I don't feel miserable and I don't have that afternoon, like, after lunch crash and I'm not having to take naps all the time and I actually have the energy and the, you know, well, willpower is the wrong word, but the, I like actually want to get things done all the time and do things. And I, it's so exciting to me to have that energy and to know that if I go on vacation and I suddenly have to walk a bunch, like that, that's not a problem for me, you yeah. know, that I just do it. And, you know, looking forward to taking this, you know, at age 52 into my, you know, 60s, 70s, and hopefully beyond um, is actually exciting to me. Yeah, me too. But it's, you know, all of this was an evolution. It's not like we were the way we were and then are suddenly the way we are now. We picked up small habits along the way. We struggled and learned from our failures. We made policies over time based on experience. And again, that kind of growth mindset that we have now is we really do look for solutions to problems that we have around food, around boundaries. We're still works in progress. Again, we're not like going out and doing crazy activity every day or we have we still haven't joined a gym, but we do find ways to get in activity. It actually, like we've been sitting on the couch for three or four hours recording podcasts and it actually hurts to sit this much now, whereas before it would hurt yeah. to walk at Costco. 
now it hurts to sit as much as we do. So some takeaways from this is really maybe this might be an opportunity to write down the way you are spending your day right now, the way you're spending your weekend. Where are things getting out of hand for you? What areas do you feel like might be compromising your health goals? Because as we've talked about it before, we did the episodes on the uh, swarm of behaviors, really understanding where we're struggling and what we're ready to do about it can help us because in the past when we would do diets we would just try to do it all at once perfectly and tra- you know transform ourselves into these new people yeah instead of evolving and going like I really want to be healthy enough to walk around the zoo with our daughter at the, you know on Christmas break and not be exhausted and yeah. not just see everything as a food destination where we can nap but now we can really enjoy hikes and sunrises and long walks together and it's improved the quality of our life and I think you know our daughter doesn't have disordered eating like we did, but yeah. she's much more conscious about like, oh, we'll save that for the weekend or we'll, you know, we have something to look forward to now or let's share it. Let's split it instead of like, let's all just go in and get all the food. So um, so where are you on the spectrum? What are you ready to change? What are you proud of today? And, you know, it leads us to, you know, where are we going to be in a year from now? Who knows? But hopefully it's more of the the same goodness. Absolutely. And speaking of more of the same goodness, we have uh, over 200 other episodes which have more of the same goodness. Uh, A lot of them take uh, deep dives into how we actually got here between uh, the old us that we visited in the TARDIS and the current us (laughs) that we... uh, that we have now. Uh, And you can find them all wherever you found this episode or on our website at weonlylookthin.com. Yep, and if you are at weonlylookthin.com, you can click on the link for join our support group. We have a Facebook-based women's accountability group called Wolt's Place, We Only Look Thin Place. It is not a weight loss plan, but it is a place for support, accountability, and fellowship. We have two subscription options, a monthly option with a three-day complimentary trial and a three-month subscription with a seven-day complimentary trial to see if Walt Place is right for you. So check it out. And if you'd like to check us out in other ways, you can find us on social media at We Only Look Thin on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Or you can email us, uh, ask us questions, give us episode suggestions. Uh, We have taken many uh, listener emails turn them into episodes, and uh, we love to hear from you. Even if you just want to say hi, tell us what you like about the show, um, you can write us to weonlylookthin at gmail.com. Yep, and if you are feeling generous, you can head over to Apple Podcast and leave us a rating and a review. Ooh, that's a good idea. We have over 500 ratings. We're super appreciative of it. Not only does it boost our mood, but it also helps others find our podcast when they are looking for inspirational podcasts like ours. It sure does. Or you could just tell people about the show. Uh, Word of mouth is one of the best ways for the show to grow and spread and we would appreciate if you would just tell somebody that you like us yep so if you're wishing that mr peabody would take a tardis back and (laughs) visit the civil war of baseball by ken burns (laughs) please remember that Catherine and i are an inspiration asian The information that you hear on this podcast is for informational purposes only. 
The hosts are not medical professionals. You should always consult with your doctor, nurse, or other certified health professional before beginning any diet or fitness program.